Well, hey, my friend, Mark here. Thanks for listening in to this episode. I really wish we were sitting across the table from each other for this conversation. I want to talk about something I used to be so afraid of, and now I really appreciate, and sometimes I even love, and that is conflict. I want to focus today not on tactics for conflict, but mindsets to have during conflict. Now, oftentimes in life, I think we want the tactics, but the reason I usually focus on mindsets is because if you have a different mindset, you can kind of invent your own tactics. If you have a different mindset, then you're better for all conflict going forward. So I'm going to focus on mindsets for conflict. I want to start by asking you a couple of questions. First of all, how do, how do you respond to conflict? If you were just to honestly evaluate yourself, you, you tend to have a ditch on either side of the road of conflict. You have some people who just avoid it, pretend it's not there. It's somehow going to go away if I just don't say anything. It'll just take care of itself. That's one ditch. And the other side of the road is another ditch, which is people who, when conflict, they, they, they come running in with a blowtorch. Uh, they come running in and they're just way over the top and their response makes everyone want to leave the room and uh, be afraid of the person who comes in uh, way too strong uh, in trying to deal with conflict. So how do you respond to conflict? Are you the kind of person that maybe goes over the top in, in anger and frustration and fear and so you, you really get after people? Or are you the kind of person that kind of just goes into the corner in hopes that things will just kind of take care of themselves if you do nothing? Today, um, I want to talk about uh, how to have a mindset that will help you stay on the road and out of the ditches. Because honestly, if you want to do anything in life, knowing how to be the person who can manage conflict, who can move forward in and through conflict is really a superpower. Second question I want you to ask yourself is, why are you afraid of conflict? If you are, why are you afraid of conflict? Now, if you're not afraid of conflict, I think it's also interesting to ask yourself, why are you not afraid of it? And that's certainly a good thing, but why are you not, are you not afraid of it? For me, I used to fear conflict. Um, I had only seen conflict in my life go bad. My whole life growing up, all I saw is that if people get mad, people leave each other. I never saw a healthy end to conflict, and so I feared it. I recall being a young leader. I was the pastor of a church in Indiana, and I always had the fear inside of me of conflict. You know, it's very hard to lead people boldly or love people well when underneath it all, you're fearing what's going to happen if somebody gets mad. And that's kind of what I was as a leader. So if you're afraid of conflict, ask yourself why. If you're not afraid of conflict, ask yourself why. Because I think that's also helpful. Because there's a difference between 
excuse me, being someone who doesn't fear conflict because you've learned how to be a leader and a lover through it versus someone who's like, I don't fear conflict. I just go, I just go, um, I just, just jump in and I just like make things happen because you might have an unhealthy confidence with conflict. So anyway, let's, here's what I want to talk about. Here's the normal mindset that people have with conflict. Three things, three, three, uh, three thought patterns. Number one, when conflict comes, we have the thought that this is bad. Number two, we tend to think that when conflict comes, somebody is the bad guy. There's an enemy here. And number three, this conflict, because it is happening, it's going to cause damage forever. This is the common way we look at conflict. And with this way of thinking, the posture of our mind will cause us to be incapable of managing the conflict well. If my first thought at conflict is, oh my gosh, this is horrible, then my response is not going to be good. If I'm thinking, okay, conflict is here. Someone's the bad guy. Someone's wrong. Someone is the enemy. Then I'm in a situation where it's like, well, I don't want to be a bad guy. So I need to make you the bad guy. Once again, this kind of mental posture will render, render you incapable of being helpful during conflict. And that third point, the thought that because there's conflict, we are forever going to be damaged. That causes us to have such a fear about conflict that we can't use it for good. Here's what I believe is the truth about conflict. Number one, it's normal. Conflict isn't bad. It's normal. I think what we do during conflict can turn it into something bad. But the core of what conflict is, is incredibly normal. In the building of any good thing with your life, a relationship, a business, anything that you want to build, you basically build it by managing conflict. You don't build something good because nothing ever went wrong with it. You build something into something good because you managed what wasn't good about it. I just said this to a group of men yesterday talking about marriage. A great marriage is not a marriage where nothing has ever gone wrong, where these two people were perfect. A great marriage is built by two people who simply manage what does go wrong, both in their relationship and within themselves. So what's the truth about conflict? Number one, it's normal. Number two, we can think to ourselves, there's conflict. I can help. Instead of thinking there's an enemy, someone's a bad guy, I need to protect myself, my reputation, I need to prove they're wrong. Instead, we can just say, I can help. I can do something in this situation to bring help. It doesn't mean you're wrong. You could be wrong. You could be right and wrong at the same time. But the person who goes into conflict with the posture of I can help, they will be helpful because they're looking at conflict that way. 
But the person who thinks that conflict means someone is bad, that person's going to have a chip on their shoulder and they're going to look to prove that someone's wrong. And most of us do not want it to be ourself. So number one, conflict's normal. Number two, I can help during conflict. And number three, facing this conflict is going to make us better. Instead of having this fatal view of conflict that, oh boy, we have conflict and we're going to be ruined. This is, we're always going to be tarnished. Our relationship will always be damaged. We'll always have this gray cloud over our head. Not at all. Actually, facing conflict together is how you get better together. Whether it's a business, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a parent with a child, facing conflict is what causes us to get better. When I was a young leader, I told you that I, I love people. I wanted to lead, but I was terrified and kind of, it's almost like I lived on pins and needles because I was waiting for when conflict would come. Because surely conflict would cause things to um, fall apart. And it's going to be bad. If someone gets mad at me, they're going to leave me. And so that was my mentality. Now, I, I did something during that time in my life. I was in my 20s, probably upper 20s. I started to study conflict. I took a course on it. And I started to study the topic and learn about it. And I recall someone in our church at one point was sending all of these signals that they were really mad at me. And it was a key person in our church and, and even in my life. And, and I, I just, I thought, well, I've been learning something about conflict. Let me go try to see what I can do to be helpful during this. So I reached out to them. It was a couple and I set up a meeting and I drove out to their house and I didn't go in with a mindset of proving myself right. I didn't go in with a mindset to prove them wrong. I just went with a, a mindset to listen and to just be helpful. And within five minutes, this man who was so hardened toward me was in tears and admitting things about his own life that was really weighing him down. His conflict really wasn't about me at all, but he had gotten to a place as a man where he was hurting as a man. And it's a lot easier as a person when you feel hurt, when you feel confused, it's always easier to kind of cast it onto someone else as being the problem. Because frankly, when we're hurting as people, it can be hard to know what to do with ourselves. but it's always easy to complain or judge another person. I sat with that couple and there were tears and then there was laughter and there was love and there was unity and no one left Nobody got mad at anybody anymore. 
we had become better because it happened. Now, I'll finish by talking just briefly about the reasons that the reason it's hard for us to deal with conflict. One is simply that what if you've never seen it modeled well, like I, like I, I had experienced? What if you've never seen people just manage conflict with truth, honesty, love, and forgiveness? If you've never seen it modeled well, then you're not going to know what to do. But here's probably the number one reason that we struggle to deal with conflict and face it. And that is simply that we haven't done, we haven't dealt with the, the greatest conflict of all, which is the conflict within ourselves. The conflict of the stuff in ourself that we're frustrated with. The conflict of the things of, of who we are as a person that we don't like. The conflict of the past and the things that we did wrong. The conflict of our failures. And when, we're, when, we're, when we have this internal conflict against ourselves, it's a breeding ground for having external conflict with others. If I've not dealt, I'm going to say it again. If I haven't dealt with the internal conflict of me, I'm going to be a breeding ground for external conflict with others. Now that's a whole another podcast talking about the mess of myself and have I dealt with the mess of me? That's a whole other episode. But in closing, I want to point you to a resource that can be helpful to you. I produced a video course called How to Be the Hero During Conflict. I'll put the link in the show notes. My friend, any human endeavor that you're embarking on is going to have conflict. It's not because there's anything wrong with you or necessarily anything wrong with someone else or something's wrong with what you're doing. It's because conflict is the regular rhythm of life. If you're the person that learns to be the hero during conflict, then you are established to be the leader and the lover with everything that's in front of you in your life. My friend, that excites me. I know what it's like now to be a person that I know conflict exists and I can't live a life that somehow avoids all potential conflict. But I do get to live a life where I can boldly and lovingly and purposefully step into every endeavor, step into every relationship, knowing that nothing is perfect, but if a conflict organically arrives, I know that I can be a person who can confidently step into it and be helpful. And it might mean that I help bring understanding. It might mean that I apologize. No matter the case, 
Conflict does not have to be something that we have to fear. And instead, we can be the person that when conflict comes, we can be the hero. So the course, How to Be the Hero During Conflict, it's on the website. I will put the um, link in the show notes. My friend, thanks for listening in today. And until next time, remember this, you have a purpose and you can know your purpose and you can be set free from anything that's holding you back from living it out boldly. Now go take on the day.